Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? For today's video, I'm gonna continue going through my positional rankings. So in the last three days, I've put out my running back, wide receiver, and quarterback rankings. And so now it's time to go through my top 18 tight ends. This is gonna be the last set of positional rankings, but tomorrow I'm still gonna be putting out my overall big board. I think I'm gonna go through the first three rounds. So it'll be like a top 36 player rankings. So make sure you guys look out for that. If you watch this video and you're enjoying what you guys see, please just leave a like and subscribe to the channel. That really helps support me. And then also let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. What do you guys think of these rankings? Do you think certain players are too high or too low? Let me know and I'll respond to every person who comments. But let's get right into it. My number one fantasy football tight end for this year, it's gotta be Travis Kelsey. This is pretty consensus. I don't think I've seen one set of rankings where Kelsey is not the top tight end. He is so clearly the number one guy that he's going as a mid first round pick. And I can't say that I agree with it, but I mean, it just shows you how respected Travis Kelsey is in the fantasy community. And I totally understand it. I mean, the guy literally has everything you would want in a tight end. He's attached to one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL on a super high scoring offense. He's put up tight end one seasons year after year. He's always on the field and he's just a super consistent option. So Kelsey, no doubt, number one. At number two, I have Darren Waller. I really like Darren Waller this season. Obviously, him and Kittle are pretty close together in my overall rankings, but I have Waller just a little bit ahead of him, and that's because he is just so clearly the number one wide receiver on the Raiders. The Raiders really haven't gone out and brought in you know, one of these top-tier wide receivers or even kind of like a middle-tier wide receiver. They let Nelson Aguilar go, and then they went out and signed John Brown. So, I mean, that wide receiver room is still looking super thin. You've got Hunter Renfro, Henry Ruggs, now John Brown. But, I mean, Darren Waller is so obviously the number one target, and I think he'll continue to put up huge tight end numbers this season and basically seems like a guy who's locked in to be a tight end three. At number three, I have George Kittle. I mentioned how him and Waller are fairly close together in my overall rankings. He's just a little bit lower because there are so many weapons on this 49ers team. I think Kittle will still probably be the number one target on this roster, but you also have guys like Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel who are very, very capable NFL wide receivers. Also, I don't think new rookie quarterback Trey Lance is going to help out George Kittle's fantasy production. I think he's much more run-focused than Jimmy Garoppolo is, so that could limit you know, the overall pass attempts on this team if Lance is able to take over this season. But I mean, no matter who's the quarterback with the 49ers, George Kittle is still a locked-in top three tight end. Next up at number four, I have TJ Hawkinson, and I talk about this a lot, but there's two clear tiers, right? You have Kelsey Waller-Kittle, and then the second tier is Hawkinson-Andrews-Pitts. And in this second tier, I've been shuffling these guys around all offseason. Right now, I have TJ Hawkinson as the number one of that second group. I just think his upside is very high while also having a lot of safety. We know he can finish as a mid-tier tight end in points per game, but going into 2021, he has a chance to just capture a ginormous target share. Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones are gone, and when you look at their wide receivers and tight end room, he is arguably the best weapon out of all of those guys. I think him and Swift are going to have huge workloads this season, and so I think he's the perfect combination of ceiling and safety, and so that's why I have him here at number four. At number five, I have Kyle Pitts. He is definitely the riskiest of these three tight ends with Hawkinson, 
Andrews, and Pitts, but I also think he has a very high ceiling that Mark Andrews just may not have. I'm pretty confident that he's going to be able to come in and have a role and produce right away, but I mean, that definitely is the risk. We've never seen him play in an NFL game, and historically, tight ends have struggled, but I'm just willing to bet on his talent and his overall college profile. I'm just looking at Pitts as an overall player and not necessarily as a tight end, right? If I said Kyle Pitts is a receiver, you know, what numbers do you think he's going to put up this season? I think it's a very reasonable assumption to say that he's going to be putting up mid to high end tight end one numbers. And so I'm comfortable taking that swing on Pitts. At number six, I have Mark Andrews put up a super solid 2019 season, disappointed a little bit in 2020. I do expect the Ravens to go to a more pass heavy approach. Obviously, they're still going to be run centered, but they've invested in the pass catchers. And so I do expect at least a couple more pass attempts per game. And that could go two ways for Mark Andrews, right? In 2019, we saw him put up some really solid numbers, but that was with him operating as essentially the main target. Now that we're bringing in guys like Sammy Watkins, drafting Rashad Bateman, I'm not sure if these extra pass attempts are going to overpower those extra weapons. So we could be in store for some more touchdown opportunities, but I don't know if the volume is going to be there. I'm very high on Rashad Bateman. And so I do think he could eat into Mark Andrews overall touches, which is why I'm a little bit lower on him than I think consensus is but still a very solid mid-tier tight end one. Up next at number seven, I have Dallas Goddard. And before the news came out that Zach Ertz is likely to report to training camp, I had those first two tiers of tight ends kind of firmly ahead of Goddard. And then I had a decent amount of room between Goddard and the next set of tight ends. But after the Ertz news, I think Dallas Goddard is much more in that range with Logan Thomas, Tyler Higby, Mike Gusecki, all of those guys. I do think it's unlikely that Ertz is going to start the season with the team, but just the fact that he's going to be attending, even if he's still going to be cut or traded, it's not great for Goddard because it does kind of just open that door that somehow, you know, Ertz and the Eagles could figure something out and he's going to return to this team. And that would definitely just tank Goddard's value. And there's no way I'd be considering him as a mid-tier tight end one but he definitely does have that upside this year of potentially being the number one tight end on this roster on a team with not a ton of weapons at wide receiver. So he could definitely carve out a really nice role if Zach Ertz is not there. At number eight, I have Logan Thomas, really kind of had a breakout season last year, relied on a lot of volume from Alex Smith. He was kind of one of Alex Smith's safety blankets, just a volume machine, but I think he can adapt to this new Fitzpatrick Heineke quarterback room. If it's Fitzpatrick, this offense as a whole is just going to have much more volume and touchdown upside. So I think Logan Thomas can adapt and find a new role as kind of a red zone guy or maybe even a big time playmaker this year. All right, now at number nine, I have Tyler Higby, really a guy who's never put up, you know, one of these super solid tight end fantasy football seasons, but this is the opportunity for him now. Gerald Everett no longer with the Rams. He's going to be the clear cut tight end one on this Rams roster. You now have Matthew Stafford coming in. Some extra upside for the overall offense. He's definitely one of these tight ends I'm looking at as a late round option. And this really is his time to break out. At number 10, I have Mike Gusecki. He is coming off his best NFL season in 2020. I do think he's going to regress just a little bit this season. 
I think with Tua being the full-time starter, I'm going to guess that this offense is going to have a little less upside than it did when Fitzpatrick was at quarterback. And then also the Dolphins went out and brought in a lot of extra weapons. You've got guys like Will Fuller who was signed in free agency, and then they also drafted Jalen Waddle. So there's just going to be less touches for Gasecki, but he's still one of these guys that's going to finish, you know, as a fringe tight end one. Now at number 11, I have Robert Tanyan. I basically sound like a broken record when I talk about these Packers players, but once again, this is more of a middle tier ranking. The whole Aaron Rodgers situation just really kind of puts a hold on where they can be ranked. So right now he's at number 11. If Aaron Rodgers does come back, I think he probably jumps somewhere around seven, eight, nine. He was very touchdown dependent last year, but I mean, Aaron Rodgers is likely to go out and throw a lot of touchdowns. And if he's one of the top options on the team, then he's still going to be a very viable fantasy play. If Rodgers is not back, then I'm much lower on Robert Tanyan and I view him as more of like a mid-tier tight end too. At number 12, I have Noah Fant. People seem to be super high on Noah Fant this year, and I'm really just not seeing it. He's obviously a very solid young tight end. You know, he's still developing and improving, but what about this Denver Broncos situation makes people confident that Noah Fant is going to be putting up a super solid tight end season, right? He didn't put up great numbers last season, and that was with Cortland Sutton out for the year. So now you're telling me that Cortland Sutton is going to be back, the top weapon on the team, and then Jerry Judy is likely to improve from his rookie season, and you still have the same you know, issues at quarterback, Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater. I don't think either one is going to do a great job of supporting this offense. So I just don't see Noah Fant carving out enough of a role to be a super fantasy relevant tight end. Next up, I have Gerald Everett. I think he's definitely a very high upside tight end pick. I mean, he hasn't proven a ton in his NFL career, but this is really the chance for him to break out and show that he can be a tight end one. He was with the Rams, so competing with Tyler Higbee for those tight end one touches. Now he's going to the Seahawks, signed there in free agency, so he should have the opportunity to play as the tight end one. And what does make me confident that Everett at least has the potential, you know, to be a very fantasy relevant tight end is that he is a very solid athlete. And obviously the situation with the Seahawks is great. This is a high volume passing attack. There's going to be a lot of touchdown opportunities and just overall targets and yardage available. So we'll see if Gerald Everett is able to put together a solid season. At number 14, I have Irv Smith Jr., another one of these guys who really hasn't proven a ton in his NFL career. But I mean, this could be the year that he really starts to show out. I was actually a little bit higher on Irv Smith, you know, a few weeks ago. But then their coach came out and kind of talked about how Irv Smith's role wasn't going to improve that much. And I don't normally tend to listen to kind of coach speak early in the offseason, but I do listen when it's more negative. And obviously, it's not a great thing to have your coach come out and say the role isn't going to be increased, especially when the starter is gone in Kyle Rudolph. So that's definitely a little bit of a red flag. But I still think Irv Smith is a very talented tight end, and he should be able to win over a bigger part of this offense. And there's going to be opportunities with the Vikings. Like I mentioned, all of Rudolph's touches, red zone targets, those are all going to be vacated. And so Irv Smith will have the chance to step in and perform. At number 15, I have a guy who I'm selecting in basically every single draft in the late rounds, and it is Zach Ertz. I talked about him a little bit earlier when I was going through Dallas Goddard. But the reports are that he is going to attend training camp. And that doesn't mean that, you know, all his stuff with the Eagles is resolved. 
it's still very likely that he gets traded or released, but you know, it just kind of helps him get in shape and ready to play football. But here's the thing, him reporting to camp tells me that he will be playing football this season. So whether it's for the Eagles or another team, I think him at number 15 is going to be a steal wherever he goes. He is one of the most talented tight ends in the NFL. You're not going to find players who have put up top three tight end seasons so recently like Zach Ertz this late in the draft. And so he's a guy that I'm sniping everywhere that I can find him. At number 16, I have Jonu Smith. I actually have these Patriots tight ends back to back. It's kind of tough to rank them just because they have made so many moves this offseason. And we just don't know how these weapons are are going to be kind of situated on the depth chart. You know, who's going to be super involved, who's not. In free agency, they brought in Smith, they brought in Hunter Henry, they brought in Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar. Right now, we still have Cam Newton at quarterback, which I think is solid for fantasy, but I do not like that for any of the pass catchers value or the running backs also. And so I'm just not super high on these Patriots tight ends. I do have Jonu Smith one ahead of Hunter Henry, just because I think he's the better athlete and may be able to work as a solid red zone threat and doesn't have to rely on that volume to produce, but you know, a high to mid-end tight end too. Like I mentioned, I have Hunter Henry at 17. I do think he's gonna need a little bit more volume to be productive, but I mean, he's shown in years past with the Chargers that he's able to command that solid target share, and he's always gonna be finishing, you know, as a lower end tight end one, but just a very safe play. We just really have to see how the Patriots utilize him, and hopefully he can become a focal point of that offense. The last player in these top 18 tight end rankings, it's going to be Rob Gronkowski. This is going to be his second season coming back from his retirement. Overall, a pretty decent you know, first year back in 2020. He definitely got off to a slow start. I think there were kind of two main factors with that. The first was obviously he had to get back into playing shape, you know, back into the speed of the game. Obviously, it's tough to, you know, come off the couch and then be thrown into an NFL game. But the second factor was that OJ Howard was there and healthy. He was playing in those first couple weeks and then ended up tearing his Achilles. And so I do think that kind of limited Rob Gronkowski's work. But then we saw throughout the season, he still has some juice left in the tank, put together some really solid games. And I don't know how much I would trust him on a week-to-week basis, but I think he's definitely going to have some very big individual games. And that's something that I'd be okay looking for, you know, here as a mid-tier tight end too. All right, so that is going to wrap it up for my tight end rankings. Thank you guys for stopping by, watching, and listening. If you enjoyed the video, please just leave a like and subscribe. And then let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. What do you guys think of these rankings? Who should be higher? Who should be lower? Who did I leave off this list that should be on here? Let me know. I'll be responding to everyone down below. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the video, if you haven't seen my other positional rankings, check those out. And then stay tuned tomorrow where I'm going to be putting out my overall rankings. But that's all I have for you guys today. Thanks again for stopping by and I'll see you guys tomorrow.